Grace and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 13, we hear about two tragic events. The first is of some Galileans who had gone to the temple, and they end up having their own blood spilled. We don't have any further details on what happened other than that Pontius Pilate was responsible for this. But it seems that they were probably at the temple to offer sacrifices and for some reason Roman soldiers are sent in and they slaughter them and their blood is mingled with the sacrifices. Now we don't have any further record of this event, but we do have historical records that show that this would not be out of character for Pontius Pilate to do. This is the kind of thing, well, that he would have done from time to time. The other event we hear about is the Tower of Siloam falling and killing 18 people. Again, we don't have any further record of this, but it seems likely it was a construction accident. Now, it seems that these two events were big news at the time, big enough news that uh, when Jesus brings up the Tower of Siloam, everybody kind of knew what he was talking about. And when they bring this to the attention of Jesus about the Galileans, um, it was kind of the, the big news of the day. But if, it were, if, if these were such big events, if 18 people died, why don't we know more about them? Well, it's pretty easy to explain, really. Let me ask you. Do you remember what the big news story was a year ago this time? And you can't say COVID. That's cheating. Okay. A year ago this time, what was the big news story? Well, it was the Suez Canal being blocked. Now you remember, right? You remember that story now, but you didn't until I brought it up. Now, in 10 years, are you going to remember the blocking of the Suez Canal as a big story? How about in 100 years? Are people going to remember that? Is it going to be something that's talked about? Probably not. We can go a little more recent. What was the big news story in December? Again, you can't say code, that's cheating. The big news story was the tornadoes that went through Kentucky and did all kinds of property damage and 80 people just in Kentucky died. We've already forgotten that from a few months ago. In 10 years, you going to remember that? In 100 years, is anybody going to be thinking about that? Probably not. And yet... In the moment, when a tragedy strikes close to home, there's a time when we are faced with the the tragedy and we have to try to make sense of it. You know, we, we ask questions. Why did this happen? Could this happen to me? Is there something we're supposed to learn from this? Well, there's an event that happened more than 20 years ago that those of us old enough to remember will never forget. September 11th, 2001, terrorists on that day did something that we had previously thought unthinkable. And after they did it, there was panic in our nation. 
And in the panic, people flocked back to church. Sometimes for the first time in a very long time, people were coming to church. The realization that such evil could happen in this world, that I could have been one of those people on one of those planes, or I could have been one of those people in one of those buildings. It really spooked people, and for a short time, churches were packed. But then over time, memory faded. The number of those in church began to get back to pre-September 11th numbers. People got comfortable again, and people stopped looking to the Lord. People started just going back to their previous way of life. I was thinking about that because that week, the week of September 11th, I remember talking to my dad and asking what he was going to preach on that Sunday. You know, what, what text are you going to use for this? Well, this is the one he chose. Today's gospel reading. There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the Tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So some people come up to Jesus, they tell him about the terrible events that happened to the Galileans being killed in the temple and the wicked deeds of Pontius Pilate. And I have to wonder what their motives were. It doesn't really tell us. Did they expect Jesus to come with some just strong words about Pontius Pilate and how wicked he was? Were they looking for Jesus to tell them, well, you know, here's why it happened to these specific Galileans. It's because of the things they had previously done. Or were they, or were they coming kind of smugly? <laughs> you know, did you hear about what happened to those people? It didn't happen to us. I mean, God must have really had it in for them, but, but not us. We're in good standing. We don't know what the motivation was, but we do know how Jesus responds. You think they were worse sinners than you? <laughs> not a chance. You had better learn from this that you need to repent. Now, this doesn't seem like the most compassionate answer ever from Jesus, does it? Jesus, did you hear about this horrible thing that happened at the temple? Yeah, you'd better repent. <laughs> but he's not talking to the bereaved family, right? And, and he doesn't have words of condemnation for Pontius Pilate because he's not talking to Pontius Pilate. He's talking to the, this crowd, this group of people. I'm sure he did condemn what Pontius Pilate had done. And he did have compassion for those families for, who, were, who were grieving. But that wasn't the message that this group of people needed to hear at this moment. What should you take away from this? What should you learn from this is what Jesus is getting across. And he says, today is the day for you to repent. You don't know if today is going to be your last day. It could be. Then Jesus brings up another big news story 
The Tower of Siloam falling and killing 18 people, a truly tragic event. And Jesus says about this, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Now, Jesus is not saying, hey, unless you repent, a tower is going to fall down on you too. What he is saying is, you're going to face the judgment of God. And unless you've turned in faith, well, a tower falling on you is the least of your worries. These tragic events that happen all around us, they're constant reminders to us that we need to draw near to God. Natural disasters are, are a way in which the law of God is proclaimed to us, that, that our sins will face punishment. They remind us of our mortality, that unless we repent and we turn in faith to Jesus, we will stand before the most holy God. The evil actions that are all around us are constantly reminding us we live in a sinful, fallen world, and we need to draw near to the one who can redeem us, who can save us from us. Nature all around us is proclaiming God's law and reminding us of our need to repent. Evil men and their actions in the headlines, these are constant reminders of the fall into sin and our need for a deliverer, our need for repentant faith. Wednesday night, we were talking about Daniel. You know, we've been going through the book of Daniel the last two Lents. Uh, and Daniel chapter 6, it's that famous account of Daniel and the lion's den. And the king is kind of tricked into making this declaration, but it's kind of his own ego that gets him tricked into this. If you pray to anybody other than the king, you will be thrown into the lion's den. And Daniel hears the news, and what does he do? He goes home. And he prays to God three times a day, just like he always had. And we thought about that on Wednesday night, and, and we had to think about the question, all right, if this were us, would there be a problem with us being convicted for having acted contrary to that law? In other words, do our lives really evidence the faith that we claim to profess? Or are we much more like those who came to church after September 11th and after a short time, they go back to their pre-9-11 lives? Do we go through the motions of our religious life without any evidence of faith? Well, during the season of Lent, we, we have a season of repentance and we're given the opportunity to really consider, <laughs> where do I need to repent? Does my life really show forth the faith that I profess to have in Jesus? Well, does it? Does your life give evidence of the faith that you profess? Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish, Jesus said. Well, after hearing this answer from Jesus, how do you think those people he was speaking to felt? How do you feel? Well, the law of God is pretty evident in this text, isn't it? And yet, the gospel's there too. Jesus goes on and he tells the, the parable. A man had a fig tree planted around his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. 
And he said to the vine dresser, look, for three years now I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and put on manure. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. Well, at the end of that, you hear the law again, but throughout there's gospel. The man plants the fig tree. He cares for the fig tree for three years. And still, after all that time, he comes and there's no fruit from the fig tree. And even then, the vine dresser says, yeah, 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 but let's be a little more patient. Let's just wait. Let's work and let's see if we can help this tree to produce. This is what Peter tells us in our verse for the day. The Lord is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. See, this whole passage is a call to wake us up and turn us to Jesus. The natural disasters, the evil events in the news, these are cold water splashed on our face to wake us up and rouse us from our slumber, to remind us how much we need a Savior. Earlier I mentioned September 11th and And how many people did return to church for a time, but then they returned to their pre-9-11 lives. They had heard the call to repentance. But then, as Jesus says in explaining the parable of the sower and the seeds, their faith was choked out by the cares and riches and pleasures of life. And their fruit does not mature choked out by the cares and riches and pleasures of life. And yet God is patient. He continues to remind us of the need to return to him. He continues to tend to our weak faith, producing in us good works by the power of his gospel. Week after week after week we come here, and it's the vine dresser doing his work on us because there is a lack of fruit in our lives, in my life. And Jesus says, yeah, but, but let me work. Let me continue to work on you. Let me continue to work in you. I'm going to feed you with my body and blood. I'm going to forgive your sins. I'm going to, I'm going to cultivate that soil, and I'm going to bring about good fruit. But then Jesus, as the vine dresser, now sends us out as vine dressers too to care for those in our lives who aren't producing the good fruit of faith who have cut themselves off from the cultivating work of Jesus that he does for us every Sunday. He sends us out with his word, with his love, patiently working in us and through us because it's not his will that any should perish, but that all come to repentant faith. So when we hear of a natural disaster, what should our response be? (laughs) Turn to Jesus. When you hear of a tragic event, what should our response be? Turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Trust in him and live. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.